This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 140. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing today, Peter? What's up? <laughs> you feeling, feeling like a Budweiser? What's up? I think I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling no. like a Budweiser. But <laughs> I, can't, I can't ever think of the last time I was feeling like a Budweiser. <laughs> I will say I have been um, recently drinking more um, lagers than, rather than the Belgian style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, brewery not too far from my place in uh, Framingham, Massachusetts called mm-hmm. Jack's Abbey. Oh, yeah. And, um, so I've been uh, I've had pretty good luck with most of their stuff. Um, I've avoided the hoppier ones that they, you know, like Hopponius Union and stuff. You don't like to be hoppy? I'm not so, I'm not a hoppy, per, a hoppy beer drinker now. Um, but I, uh, did, and I also have like, there's one called Smoke and Dagger, which mm-hmm. is a smoked black lager, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too smoky. <laughs> I have to, like, I have to eat some good food with it to, to mm-hmm. complement that and, and cut the smoke. Okay. Um, you know, so it's it's true to the labor. It's just, you know, not my not my cup of thing. But their red tape is good. Their copper legend is good. Their shipping out of Boston is good. Even mm-hmm. their house lager, which is just a simple light lager, 5%, it's, it's quite drinkable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't like hopped. I mean, I don't like it to be overly hopped, but I really can't have too bitter as far as a beer goes. Yep. Uh, when I was in college, there was a, a pub. It's no longer there the Franklin street pub in Clarksville. And they had a coal miner stout and it was black, black. I mean, <laughs> you black. could, I mean, not, not dark Brown, but black. black. And it was bitter. Uh, man, I liked it. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do like, I like bitter dark beer i mean that does that's not my only taste but yeah, yeah. somebody says uh, it's awful bitter and dark mm, not that's good a problem yeah Slide that over this way yeah it's like <laughs> just, just like you you know if i said this this coffee you're not gonna be able to see through it perfect mm. yep. <laughs> it's a robusto yes <laughs> you can't see through your coffee nor should you <laughs> you call that tea <laughs> <laughs> well yeah or coffee you can't see through i call coffee <laughs> all right cool so what's happening uh, down in your neck of the woods i, I hear there have been some changes across the country over the last week or so um uh well i mean we do have a new president of the united states uh, oh i hadn't and- noticed Hadn't noticed. Oh, yeah. I think it, it, yesterday on the twenty. No, two days ago on the twentieth. Two days ago. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I am. Uh, I am happy to, for a change. A year ago, two days ago, we had the first diagnosed case of COVID nineteen in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that same day, two days ago, I also received my first dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccination. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then, you know, and two days ago we had a new president. And so I was just like, it does seem like things have changed. It feels yeah. a little different today. And I'm not one of those people, you know, like, like, oh, everything's better right now. And, you know, like when Obama was sworn in, I did not, you know, I was not partying out in the streets saying, oh, everything's better. And when Trump was sworn in, I was not, oh, God, doom and gloom, <laughs> nor was I, MAGA, everything's great again. You know, like, I, I was yeah. just like, this will be interesting. And, mm -hmm. um, um, but I'm kind of glad for change right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. I think that people forget, you know, the I think the starting words of the Constitution isn't isn't it we the people in Something order to like form that, yeah. a more perfect union? It doesn't yeah. say our president, our senators, our Republicans. It's it's supposed to be we. We're supposed to make the change. We are the change. We're supposed to make it better. Be the change you want to you want to uh, see in the world or something like that. Oh wait, yeah. no, that's not written in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not in the Constitution, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, that was that was Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, people, the uh, who our president is, is not going to affect. I mean, it does affect, but it is not going to change our life in our lifestyle and who who we are and what things make us happy. We're supposed to do that. <laughs> Take some responsibility. I, I will say there are things that, that the president can do, which can definitely affect things. I mean, you know, yeah. But, so, yeah. It's not but, a neuter position that. Right. But by and large, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that we said, you know, it, one of the things that's absolutely going to change and it, it just is, is taxes are going to go up. This president is not an anti-tax. Our previous president, it was, hey, anti-tax, but we're yeah. going to pay for it somewhere else. <laughs> but what was he really? Because some of my deductions and things went away. You don't make enough money. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yes. Got it. Yes. Got it. Okay. You Are you working on your, your first billion or your second? Right. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, that's I gave up the problem when I was I at gave the <laughs> two billion mark. That's when you start to get tax breaks. That's where the tax breaks exist. Got it. Oh, <laughs> that explains so much. All right. Well, I just need to work a little harder then. Uh huh. You know, it's oh. funny though. So just uh, so my daughter is home, and one of her friends is home with her. And and they were talking about uh, Jeff Bezos, and they said, you know, if he just gave, he has enough money, he could give one million dollars to every person in the United States, and that would stop world hunger. I said, um, I don't think you realize that Jeff Bezos doesn't have two billion dollars sitting in his bank account that he could just spend. I mean, he has these things that are valued. It's just like this house. Whatever value I have in this house, the only way I can get that money is to sell the house. Now I'm homeless, but I have the money. <laughs> you know? So he's not just sitting, sitting there with billions of dollars of cash. He may have a lot of cash, but just the, just the not in the bad way, the ignorance of people that ju they just don't understand. I forget as part of my... Um financial management systems course I took a few, well, I guess it was a while ago. Um, 
I had to do an evaluation of different um, SEC filings. Mm-hmm. And I forget how much cash Amazon did have, but you can find out easily on, you know, on, on um, uh, their cash and their liquid assets and stuff. That's all stuff that's disclosed publicly information, mm-hmm. publicly available information. Just go to find the latest SEC filings. Mm-hmm. Quick that's, not, away. that's not his money though. No, but how many, but how many shares of the company does he have? Oh yeah. And if he was to say, we need to liquidate those items, mm-hmm. would the board go along with it? And if so, then what would they be worth? Right. You know, yeah. that said, why would he want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> is there a better money-making machine than amazon.com right now? Uh-huh. Mm, I don't know. Other than the, the U S treasury who could just yeah. print more money. I don't <laughs> think that there's a better way to make money. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, well, and I mean, I buy stuff from Amazon repeatedly now. I mean, so they have, they have MMR, MRR. MRR, <laughs> monthly return revenue. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. What, what uh, else? We, what, what, what else we going on here? All right. So, well, you know, you were talking, you mentioned, uh, so this year you got your, your COVID vaccination. So this past year we saw, you know, the virus come through and then now we're getting vaccination a year later, which is really kind of kudos to the scientists who figured all that out. Cause a year ago there was no, there was nothing, you know, now there is something, uh, which is not foolproof, but it's better than, no- than nothing. Um, yep. And any percentage better is a percentage better. It's better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's an improvement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if it were 50-50, I would take my odds on that. I yeah. Mean, this will give you a 50% chance. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. you've told me. I'm good. Yeah. Exactly. I'll take, I'll take an improvement. And, <laughs> uh, you know, side effects for me so far is um, my shoulder has been sore. It mm-hmm. is still sore to the touch right where, where I received the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, for several hours after I got it, it was just a little sore, but like I had to think about it and, you know, then I noticed it. Um, but that night, several hours later, it did increase and, you know, up to maybe a, say a two on a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. So it was enough, like if I rolled over onto that shoulder, I woke up because it was mm-hmm. unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so it's been a day and a half because I got it two nights ago. Um, I've done 80 push-ups today. Not, it's not slowing me down at all. Yeah. So, you know, I put a Kinda little like bit a bruise. Of, yeah, exactly. It feels mm-hmm. like I took a mean right hook or, uh, you know, kick right to the shoulder, mm-hmm. which not that I have any experience with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, it's not that bad. Um, and, uh, so I put a little bit of kinesiology tape on it. And then last night I, uh, wrapped it up in an ACE bandage. Yeah. And that, that, that helped. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's like certainly should not be a deterrent mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to, to getting, getting the shot. So, so it, you know, talking about COVID. So last summer we went to Yellowstone in July. Mm-hmm. So that was four months after, you know, it really hit the fan Yep. and it was amazing. The transformation of all the people that had masks, you know, we went, I was like, it, it's just amazing how quickly we as a people in general around the world adopted and went with the change because there was just, I was like, 
this would have been completely abnormal six months ago, mm-hmm. four months from this announcement. Now this is normal. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> but I'm a little more amazed at how difficult it is for some people to comply. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Now I agree when I, the, the first couple weeks, um, I was like kind of weird about, do I go into the store with a mask? Am I going to look weird? You know, but then after the initial, just first couple of times wearing it, you know, it'd be the same thing if I were wearing a police uniform, you know, Oh, people are going to see me in this uniform. And then you, then you just get used to it. You know, you are, you wear this uniform. So people see you that way, you know? So with the mask now, now I've gotten to the place where if I'm going in somewhere it's going to feel unusual to me to not wear a mask because uh, mm-hmm. back in, oh, I guess it was early, I don't know, before Christmas, they released, uh, they said in public places, you could go without a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went into Kroger uh, one time without my mask. I had my head in my pocket. But right. I, I went in without my mask on and there were still people in there with masks, but there were people without. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put it back on <laughs> you know, because it felt more normal. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, and it's still, I think I still need the protection. You know, I've got a lot of things riding on. Me, yeah. So I think I'll just wear it. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I just don't, don't understand it, but it's, it's interesting because that re- it does um, uh, brings to mind the psychology class that I am taking right now. Mm-hmm. And it uh, goes along the whole thing about, uh, you know, people's willingness to comply with things. And if you see lots of other people doing it, mm-hmm. then, oh, okay, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be the first one. No, because then I might <laughs> look stupid. Right? You think you look stupid wearing a mask. Look, you should see yourself wearing a respirator. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and people have their, their, their flat spots in their tire. And, and, and I will admit I have, that's one of my flat spots is sometimes I'm a people pleaser and I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to stand out. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm frozen by that aspect of my life, but I have tendencies from time to time. That I just tell myself, uh, get over it. You're a, you are a grown up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's the way it works. Yeah. I don't really care what somebody else thinks. And I think that's part of me getting older, you know, between, <laughs> you know yeah, I just don't care anymore. You, yep. you have no, I mean, even if you make fun of me, uh, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's something that would be nice. I, I think in many, um, in many instances would be nice if we could learn that skill um, uh, sooner in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're kind of waxing philosophical now, but, you know, our society today is much more uh, acceptable of individualism than it was when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I wore, I mean, my jeans were rolled up and cuffed at the bottom. I wore a specific type of shirt, you know, and all of my friends wore variations of those clothes, you know, and comply. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, we didn't want to stand out or yeah, I don't know. That was cool or whatever, but now cool is being an individual. 
it's no, not one hundred percent. But fashion is um, is showing that you know and you know you pay attention to what everyone else is doing, and style is when you go against that trend. You know, something like that. <laughs> <sighs> so. So what else? Um, Western Digital did finally get that hard drive back to me. Mm-hmm. It took them just under a month to turn it around. That's so, faster than that's faster than I would expect. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess but, I had really low expectations, though. Exactly. You know, but compare that to like Apple Care, which will do an advanced swap and ship it to you. You know. Mm-hmm. But of course, Western Dig would have done that too for twenty five bucks. Yeah, as apparently, uh, yeah. Well, now I think about it, like apparently that's like buying you know Western Digital Care, which you know I did not. I just said, oh look, it comes with a warranty. Wonderful, but you got to read the fine print. Yeah, yeah, it does have a warranty. Just yeah, and they'll honor it when they feel like it, when they get around to it, eventually, perhaps. So my parents got fiber installed yesterday. Like Raisin Bran? No, like fiber optics. Fiber optics, for real. For real. So they've got a 25 megabit connection, uh, and their phone was ported over to it. Uh, I had previously received, I ordered a a router, because I was told at one point they would not have their own wireless router. You had to bring their own. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, afterwards they said, "Oh no, you you we'll we'll supply that for you." Yeah, I was like, "Thanks, great, thanks." Now that I already bought it, spent half configured an hour it. or more, configured it, shipped it up to my dad. Right? Am I going to go through the hassle of having him put it back into a box and mailing it back to Amazon or mailing it back to me so I can go for for a thirty dollar router? Probably not going to bother with that anymore. Yeah. The problem is this thing it's a tp link which got really good reviews but you know how sometimes low-end modems and routers and access points just kind of lose their configurations or need a reboot every 14 days right but have you ever experienced that where you like you said it you know you've said it you connect to this ssid which was say sublime comp Mm -hmm. and then two months later there's no sublime comp anywhere but there is linksys (laughs) <laughs> you ever had that experience well yeah usually when that happens it's because uh they've stuck a paper clip into it <laughs> well i've had that experience where these things have just wiped out like my own i've seen it at client locations where i'm generally leaning towards you know you you messed with this mm-hmm. but i've had it happen on my own machine sitting in my office on the shelf where no human being has touched it and suddenly yeah. it's gone back to factory mm-hmm so I spoke with the installer yesterday and he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. You know, he did not sound like a, an idiot. Um, I gave him the password to administer the router and I gave him the Wi-Fi password that I had already programmed. Right. Now, since I used the same wireless network name mm-hmm. as my parents already had, yeah. shouldn't have been a big issue, right? Should have just like... Should have. Turn yeah. off consolidated communications, formerly known as Fairpoint, formerly known as Verizon, formerly known as Bell Atlantic, formerly known as 9X, formerly known as AT&T. <laughs> all the way down? All the way. It's AT&T all the way down. Uh, yank that, put the new one in, stuff should just work. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, he was offline for about an hour. And of course, while they're doing that, they were all supporting their phone system. So I had nowhere to reach my father. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm calling, 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 calling. Eventually, boom, the computer comes back online in my remote control portal. And I log into it and I see it's connected to TP-Link guest access 1AC. <laughs> That's not the name of the network that I set up. No. So I knew something went wrong. That guy pressed the button. <laughs> or the thing just lost its config. I don't know. Maybe, but here's the yeah, weird yeah. part. It does have the old Fairpoint SSID. Because what it is, I set up two SSIDs. Mm -hmm. The new one and the guest one. Mm -hmm. So it's got that old Fairpoint SSID. And I, my dad said today that he had yanked and pulled the old consolidated communications equipment away. Now, first off, I can't believe anything my father says. <laughs> right? I have to see it for myself or one of my uh -huh. caretakers has to validate this. I, I cannot trust him. But assuming that it is gone, then that means that my equipment is indeed in place and it's broadcasting the same SSID, mm -hmm. which should have the same password because I pre-configured that here. Yeah. But without anybody there on site, I am completely unwilling to try to make his laptop or his desktop connect to the other wireless network. Because if I do that, I've lost all connectivity. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the problem. Since he's in the guest network, you and can't connect to the router. Can't connect to the router. <laughs> Client isolation is on and I cannot configure it. Now, I can configure the one that the fiber people provided, mm -hmm. right? But I don't have the username and password. That is on a sticker on the router, which again, I cannot expect my father to supply me with. Take a picture? Nope. Because <laughs> if you give me a picture, it's going to look like this. <laughs> yeah. Blurry, blurry, blurry. Hey, that's that's, that's something I don't understand. I, you know, I ask people to take pictures sometimes, and they say, have you ever? I'll, I'll hold one up to the camera. I'll give you an example. They look like this. <laughs> so, so while you are looking at that, you ever, I, do you, have you ever had people send you a picture, a screenshot that looks like that? Uh, uh, no, I mean, that, I, that's probably the, the worst, probably the worst. I have had people send me screenshots that do look like that. And I, I just want to reach through the phone and punch them. I'm like, <laughs> why? What why did you send that to me? Did you look at it before you send it? It's completely useless. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So so my, I did a similar, I replaced my dad's, uh, well, my, my dad, and my mom, their, uh, internet and their wireless yep. with, uh, with my nifty from last week. Yep. And I got up there and, uh, he said, I, I explained to him troubleshooting. I said, if this happens, then you do this. And he says, and I just go over to the modem and press this button. No, never ever press the buttons on any of your network gear what he was actually pointing to was wps but i couldn't explain you know the the i was like no never press the buttons on any of your network gear resets nothing there is no reset you unplug it okay <laughs> yeah the reset but button is is plugged into the wall <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I learned that lesson with the first Comcast modem that I was given when Comcast oh, yeah. started pulling out their internet. And one of the technicians said, yeah, you know what that power button does? He said, no, he says, it turns off all the lights. 
<laughs> and that's why whenever Comcast would tell you to reboot their modems, you have to unplug power and they want you to also unplug coax uh-huh. and wait, you know, like a minute for it to cool down. So mm-hmm. hey, can we pause for just one minute? Yes. Thank you. Be right back. Easy. Okay. So uh, one of the reasons too that uh, I did pause for a second is I got a phone call while we were on this call. Mm-hmm. Even though just do not disturb is enabled. <laughs> I have an open support ticket with Apple because do not disturb is not working. <laughs> and Apple was giving me all of the same, you know, normal, like, yeah, they were, they were polite about it, but they were walking me down the, this idiot does not know how to just dis- how to enable do not disturb path. Uh-huh. Finally got escalated up to a senior person who confirmed, Oh yeah, it's not working. And we confirmed it by him calling me mm-hmm. while we were on the phone. He called from another number and like, yeah, it's ringing. Here it is. You can hear it. <laughs> and what's been happening is I get all these robo calls while I'm teaching yoga class, yeah, which is the perfect time to be getting these, you know, calls. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, file that under the latest um, iOS bug. I really think that uh, I would like to see with all the Macintosh and, you know, iOS software issues, I would just like a maintenance release where all they do is just fix bugs. Mm-hmm. That's it. That used to happen in software. No new you features, know? just fix the bugs. Yeah, Perfect. but it was be like, you know, v- version X came out and then version X.01 fixed a bunch of things. And then maybe version X.03, 4, 5, 7, 8 fixed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then you could just hang there for a little while. Mm-hmm. But no, we want features. And that means we don't, <laughs> I just don't understand. This is not hard. Do not disturb. Why is this hard? That should be the, one of the base functions like mute volume i mean it's just and you're not wrong i had mute issues this was about five years ago when i was living in i just remember just moving to my new place my first place in medford um the mute button which is the software control on your iphone right Mm -hmm. that was not working for me you'd press it and people could still hear me (laughs) <laughs> you, so, you, hang on yeah. Ho- hold on peter this guy's an idiot okay peter i'm back yeah exactly <laughs> so you know again th- these are simple things you know but i mean software gets complicated i understand but logically somewhere there should be a test in there that says if mute button has been depressed don't <laughs> transmit audio you know, similarly, if do not disturb is enabled, don't disturb. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along that, you know, that code stack the, that that broke and they're disturbing. So I, I wonder, I wonder if they found a hack because there is there is a hack in the do not disturb. If a person is in your contact list mm-hmm. and they call three times within yes. one minute it will come through. But this was the initial call and it's for people not in my contact list from unknown phone numbers. But I wonder if they, some the robo callers got wise to that and then did two first calls, didn't get through and then got through on the third, but I don't know how they wouldn't be. I don't know how they would be in your contact list. Right. And plus the Apple guy also was able to reproduce it. 
Yeah. Yeah. On the first call. But that's so, an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought there. I mean, hackers might, might try that. Just I mean, phone hackers. Dial three times. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Rapid succession. Get a way to bypass it for some people. If you have that enabled. Cause I wonder if you, so a contact that you block, they're technically in your list. They're in the list, but they're not in your contacts. Okay. Yeah. I think that's different. Mm-hmm. But yeah. who knows? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I experimented along the fitness side of things. So I'm getting back into um, some longer runs. I'm back to my normal, you know, cadence of three 10 Ks a week, mm-hmm. thereabouts. I did take two days off the, the last two days because today we're doing an eight mile trail run. And if you've never done trail running, uh, just like mountain biking is not the same as road cycling. Right. Trail running is harder than just running out on a flat pavement or indoors on a track or even on a treadmill. Right. There's a lot of ups and downs. Um, well, I mean, it depends on the trail, but the trail we're running today, it's called the Skyline Trail. It's one of the most technical in the area. Uh, it's got an elevation gain of over 900 feet. There's parts where it's like, you know, the, the trail is just like, yeah, you go down these rocks, you know, and the, the, the trail goes over these rock faces <laughs> and stuff. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of jagged, jumpy stuff. Um, last week, my uh, Merrill Vapor Gloves arrived, and these mm-hmm. are just super ultralight minimalist shoes. They're essentially mm-hmm. a sole and some fabric and laces to keep it attached to your foot. And that's yeah. it. So I took them out for a trail run and found and exceeded the limits of these shoes on their maiden voyage. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well, there's no cushion, right? Uh-huh. The idea, you know, we've been conditioned since the 70s that running shoes, you need to protect the feet and all this extra stuff. Yeah, most of the time you don't, mm-hmm. right? Except now we've gotten people, you know, myself included, so conditioned that, you know, the idea of not using shoes or not wearing shoes is foreign to us. I'm like, oh my goodness, we could hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out when you're running, and this was part of this trail that we're running today, which overlaps heavily with the one that I rode uh, ran last week, there's a lot of jagged, sharp rocks. Yeah. Now, nothing came close to puncturing the sole, but you don't need to puncture the sole to actually hurt, <laughs> hurt yourself, <it>. right? <laughs> yeah. And it all happened when I was going steep downhills. Now, normally the idea, and this is the other thing too, is that uh, most shoes today have thicker heels, mm-hmm. right? Which encourages you heel stomping when you mm-hmm. walk, right? Now, when you mm-hmm. walk, it's normal for the heel to hit first, but when you run, it's better for the body to hit, like to land flat or towards the ball of the feet. Mm-hmm. And if you watch, like, especially the Kenyan barefoot marathon world champions, that's the way they run. Mm-hmm. So, but that's very hard to do when you're going downhill, yeah. right? So when you're coming down a steep, rocky, jagged incline, your heel hits. And my heel hit a bunch of times and ow. <laughs> yeah. I was in pain for two days after that. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough so that I didn't do a 10K two days later, but wearing normal running shoes mm-hmm. as opposed to the, the minimalists. Yeah. Um, that said, I will definitely use them again for trail running, but probably not that trail. 
So, uh, but I'm experimenting with, you know, like minimalist shoes. I've worn them around, you know, like going to the mall and stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. got, 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 well, not the mall, but I went to get groceries a few days ago mm -hmm. and they feel fine. But similar to what you're saying about like not wanting to wear a mask because you look stupid or something. Yeah. It's similar because you feel a little funny. And if you like, just like, oh, there's a car coming. So if I just lightly jog across the road here before, but you do it in a funny way, that's not normal. You know, like, oh, they might be laughing. <laughs> at the way i'm running but i guess <laughs> yeah. i'm old enough that i don't care anymore yeah <laughs> well you but, know um, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. well i was gonna say on um so we had i had some youth at one point at, at church that they were homeschoolers so they weren't required to wear shoes and so they chose their life to be barefoot i mean okay. they were typically boys they like but one thing that i noticed was the soles of their feet were thicker like when they it had more callus and more like just just tissue built up on the bottom of their feet and their toes spread wider than oh. i do in my in my shoe because my shoe constrains them absolutely these these boys i mean kind of like a hand their toes spread out more yes. than than with shoes and i thought that was really interesting biology <laughs> <laughs> it is. And again, both of those phenomenon are because of shoes. Because you have cushioned shoes, your foot doesn't get stronger. And because the toes are constrained, they don't splay out. And it's actually it's better for your balance. It's better for you to feel the ground and the terrain you're walking over when your toes can move. Mm -hmm. So to that end, I have always favored New Balance running shoes because they have a very wide toe box. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will run with um, toe spacers in between my toes really to wide yep mm -hmm. not always but sometimes but i have also just just like an hour ago in the mail got my uh so while i've been moving to minimalist shoes i've been moving to uh maximal socks mm -hmm. i got i don't remember the name of these some some company in china made these uh, but they're they're supposedly indestructible socks and i got them because i was looking for a pair of waterproof socks because originally I was looking for waterproof shoes for trail running. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find any by the brand that I like, the New Balance ones. And they were also, you know, waterproof shoes are really expensive and they also tend to get heavier. So I decided, well, what if I just use plain old shoes, but get some Gore-Tex socks? So I was looking for waterproof, water resistant, whatever, running toe socks. And I found these things. Mm -hmm. They're billed as indestructible socks. They say, you know, like if you know, really, if you wear like beachcomber shoes yeah. or, you know, river, river walkers or whatever they call them to go in the water. Or like when I go kayaking, I would wear those. You can use these instead. And they show people walking over rocks with them and and part of the um, book that I'm reading, it's called uh, Run for Your Life, which is mm -hmm. about how to tune and improve your running game. He talks about practicing barefoot running for like short circuit, short distances. Mm -hmm. Well, I live, you know, there's like road everywhere around here. I don't want to run barefoot on there. You never know. There might be a piece of glass or a nail or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I will try it in these things. Um, so these are pretty cool. I got to find the name of them. Exactly. Um, they're pretty tight. I can't quite get my foot <laughs> high enough. It's my foot is up on, it was up on the desk, but since I'm using my webcam from my monitor, I can't 
tilt it there. down and I can't get my foot up to my head, unfortunately. Not with the <laughs> um, but they have um, rubberized dots on the bottom uh, for the sole for extra traction. Mm-hmm. And supposedly like on the website, there's a guy showing he's got like an angler's knife and you see him like swiping at the, the foot and huh. they're not breaking. So I was like, all right, I don't know if they're made of Kevlar or, you know, or, or what. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will probably try. I did just before we started recording, I tried putting my running shoes on and they fit fine inside the running shoes. Mm-hmm. And because of the rubberized soles of the socks, the shoes were not slipping at all. Yeah. And I'm thinking like this could be awesome, but I was trying to think is like is there a reason that that would be bad? Yeah, would it be bad? I mean, am I going to get I don't think so because if nothing's moving does that increase your blister chance cuz now your skin has to move? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I don't <laughs> know, but you shouldn't because, you know, that's one of the reasons that um I wear toe socks is to avoid blisters also. And I haven't gotten any blisters since I started wearing toe socks. Mm-hmm. Um but the, the whole idea is like, you know, you want your shoes to be tight so your foot is not floating around in it. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm so on the fence, though, because today, if it works, this is awesome. But if it doesn't work, it's a bit of a gamble, you know, on a run like today is not the where I want to find this out. <laughs> well, but I think I'm going to probably take a chance. <laughs> I was say, you, you could take your fanny pack with a, a second pair of socks just in case. I thought about that, except I try to go ultra super minimalist when I run, you know, <laughs> even today I was thinking like, it's going to be a long run. Should I take some water with me? Cause normally I don't take water unless I'm going 10 miles or more, mm-hmm. which is these days almost never. Yeah. Uh, but eight miles of trail running, that's like 10 to 15 miles of normal running. So, yeah. you know, taking some water is probably not a bad idea. And if I do that, then yeah, I could throw some socks in there too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, since you're talking about keeping your extremities cared for, have you seen Bernie's mittens? You showed it to me. I had heard (laughs) somebody say something about it. I had not heard. I had not seen it previous. But uh, yeah, what's up with Bernie and his mittens? So uh, Bernie uh, Sanders was at the inauguration of, of our new president, and he was just really minding his own business, not scowling or causing any well, waves or how do we know he was wearing a mask <laughs> yeah, maybe he was maybe he had his tongue out i don't you know we don't know but based on his eyebrows and eyes he was really just sitting there trying to stay warm because he is 106 i mean it's hard to stay warm when you're that old uh he but from vermont <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this well, was down in washington dc oh yeah oh, it's actually, a heat what's wave. the temperature in washington dc Right now, in Washington District of Columbia, it's 50 degrees Fahrenheit. 50? I mean, that's like 80 here. I mean, so. Yeah. yeah Alexa, so what's the temperature in Burlington, Vermont? Right now, in Burlington, Vermont, it's 33 degrees Fahrenheit. 33, 20, 20 degrees like difference. 20 degree difference. I mean, come on, <laughs> Bernie. Obviously, he's he's not a Vermont. Well, he never was a Vermonter. But anyway, he's not a Vermonter <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, but he's sitting there and it just made the perfect meme shots for everything. And the entire country has gotten on board. I mean, there's, so in Nashville, there are these uh, painted wings on buildings like angel wings and 
people will stand under them and take pictures in that. They're like those picture opportunity places. And there's pictures of Bernie in front of that. There's pictures of him with Forrest Gump. There's pictures of him sitting on the game of Thrones. Uh, You know, I sent you him sitting in the bar with uh, the dude and the big Lebowski. (laughs) So he's all over the place. And the best, the, the one that I sent you is an animated GIF that he's, in ghost with Demi Moore and you see him reaching around with his mittens, uh, helping with the clay. And that was awesome. And so disturbing at the same time. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, uh, ah, that's awful, <laughs> but it's still hilarious. So I just thought it was funny. And, uh, I mean, it's just kind of a, a phenomenon that's probably going to last about 48 hours, but it was still funny while it lasted. <laughs> hey, you know what? Not all good things have to go on forever, right? Yep. <laughs> Something can be imper- Im- impermanent. What I am curious is, you know, you know how, like, we're talking about we're getting older, so we don't care about things, is what Bernie really thinks when he's, you know, because he's going to see those. People are going to show him those, and he's going to like, He'd probably go, these people are idiots. <laughs> we know a lot of idiots are out there, though. Yeah. So. But, you know, for fun's sake, I mean, isn't it fun anyway? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny. It's like, but it, it, in this instance, it's not like we're making fun of him. You know, it's, it's like, okay, he's wearing mittens. You know, I guess some people are making fun of him, but it's not like, Oh, don't vote for this guy. He wore mittens. Yeah. It has, it's you not, know? it's not political. It's just, it's fun. <laughs> you know, kind of like, have you ever seen those, uh, the football, uh, the alternative of what they're actually saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those are, <laughs> you want to go get pizza later? Yeah, I'm thinking of beer too. Yeah, I guess. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of fun, you know. It's not meant to be disparaging to those players or coach. I mean, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know that some people probably are, but it's still funny. <laughs> cool. Uh, so. Should we keep it short this week? I think we shall. So I do have a nifty. Um, it does happen to be. Well, oh, I'm going to follow up. Real quick on my previous nifty, uh, which was the the a- AC cube. Um, it will when I was configuring it, I saw that it will also become a router, and yes. I had bought a um, I had bought a Unify USG, and I was like, well, if I don't need, if I could just use two cubes and no USG, you know, they only need a simple router. They don't necessarily need a full blown firewall in place. The problem is I was planning on going POE power out of one to power the other so that, I mean, I'd already planned with my dad. He wasn't going to have to run power. All he had to do was run Ethernet to where it was Mm going to go. The WAN port is also the POE out port. There are four ports on the back of that thing. Oh, so you can either be in router mode or PoE relay mode. Yeah. And I was like, come on, that's awful. You just make the WAN port a non-PoE port, make it a regular port, and that be the input. That could have been, that could, it actually still could be fixed with software. It just has to be reprogrammed which Ethernet port you can use for the WAN. But I was like, because it would have been perfect to have 
one be the router and wireless access point and it power the second one but be, because the wan port was also the power over e, uh, power over ethernet out it couldn't be i was like that's stupid pro that's nobody thought about that uh so i was disappointed with that but you know i just put the unify usg firewall in place that i already programmed and, and it worked out fine but i was like come on unify think it through <laughs> you know but anyway uh and then so this week i am also doing a unify uap flex hd which are wireless access points uh they are 1.7 uh gig speed with you know supposedly in fully optimized conditions not every right. communication to it is that full bandwidth but it is capable of wirelessly communicating at that speed and it will do a mesh uh, between them. And it is the size of, say, the not the small Red Bull, but a little bit smaller than the medium-sized Red Bull can, that slim can. You're, uh, you're using <laughs> metrics that do not mean a lot for me. Well, you've seen like the, 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 you know, just those slim I've seen them, but I can't, I can't really visualize that right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably uh, a, a one and a quarter inch diameter, like okay. a, a pipe. And then it's probably six inches tall and it's an indoor and outdoor wireless access point. So okay. you could, all you need is power over ethernet to it. And because it's mesh, you don't technically have to run cable to both of them. I mean, as far as like running them an Ethernet connection, but you got to get them power. So if you, I mean, the, it's got a power over Ethernet injector, so you could power it without providing it Ethernet signal, but kind of seems like if you could get it an Ethernet cable, you'd go ahead and wire it anyway. But it will, it will mesh. And okay. I've got two access points so that they will mesh for full coverage in my house and around the house. And it seems to be pretty, pretty slick. It went right into the Unify command software. It found them. I adopted them. It, you know, it went with the enterprise product like I wanted it to. That was one disappointing thing about the AirCube. It's not an enterprise product. So the only way I could manage it was from the app on my cell phone. I didn't like that. Um, Same thing for the Eero. You have to use the, the app on your phone, which, you know, whatever. That was fine. And, and I, I left the factory default passwords on those, uh, which are, they're all unique. So it's not like it's password or admin or, or whatever. And yeah. then I showed my dad how to use the app to scan the QR code on the bottom of it. And because the password is default, he could add them to his phone. And if he changes his password, if he changes phones and has to re-download the app and re-add the devices, he can just scan the QR codes and they're back in there. So that was kind of slick. Got it. Um, and and it, it was slick of Unify to come up with unique passwords and it was all in that barcode. So Admin, was, admin right? Admin, admin. <laughs> unique. <laughs> so, that was a, so that nifty, it worked out, worked out well. And I'm, oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, sorry. I thought unique password means the password's not the same as the username. Oh, well, They're yeah. Your username and password are unique. Right? <laughs> yeah, both both are the word unique. The password is password. Yes. It's awesome. That's not unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I all think right. that's all I got. What about you? I think that's all I have as well. 
ready to wrap up for the weekend and uh, go for a big I, run. I think I'm about ready to uh, to run and uh, hit the hit hit the ground, hit the hit the road running, hit the trail running, something like that. So, Mike, like a uh, cow pad, hey, hit the if, trail. Hit the trail. Hey, if you would like to get in touch with us and you have feedback for uh, any of these episodes, uh, you can hit us up. Find us at BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you're looking for Adam, he is at Sublime Comp on Twitter. If you're looking for me, I'm at Nicolaitis or at Paradigm CC. You can also find Adam at SublimeComp.com. You can find me at Nicolaitis.com. If that's too hard to remember or spell, PN72.com. It's a little shorter. Also, yogawithpeter.com, paradigmcc.com. Nobody can spell paradigm. Nobody can spell my last name. Hopefully, most people can spell yoga. So, uh, yeah, and we like feedback. We like results. We like responses. We like, you know what? We even take critique. Why yeah. not? Right? We'll take that. Sure. Just give it to us. Whatever. We'll, we'll take it. So, uh, shoot us some contacts. If you have suggestions for guests on the show, topics you want us to cover, etc., we'll hear it. So send it our way. And with that, I think it's time that I push the big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.